0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best
1: businesses and the people who lead them. And we are back with this very special edition of Atlanta Business Radio. It is time for ATDC Radio. We are actually down here broadcasting live from ATDC, and Lee, this is going to be a fantastic segment. Please join me in welcoming back. To the Business Radio X and ATDC microphone, the director of ATDC at Georgia Tech, Mr. John Avery. Good afternoon, sir.
0: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back.
1: All right, John. Uh, I think it's been a, about a year or so since you uh, got going here at ATDC. Uh, you learn anything in this uh, <laughs> what year plus?
0: It's been November, since November. <laughs> so, yeah, I just passed my one-year mark, and it's uh, gone so quickly I couldn't believe it when I saw that date coming back up on the calendar.
1: So now um, tell us like a little backstory about your background and and how you uh, envisioned your kind of the impact you'd make uh, at ATDC and what you were kind of hoping it would become.
0: Well, I had been a a mentor here for a few months um, and been around the environment for some years while I was working in the building. So I had a pretty good idea for uh, what, uh, what to expect here and uh, what I had imagined coming in pretty much mostly has been confirmed. I think the, the parts that I already knew were that uh, this entrepreneurship gig is a hard thing. Uh, <laughs> the, the founders have a hard time, and that's been amply confirmed. I just realized that uh, the, the kind of life that it takes to make a to bring something new into the world is really right. really tough.
1: Starting something from nothing is tricky, right. huh?
0: And the hard part is the balancing act between sort of working in the business and working on the business, mm-hmm. where the um, the founder has the dual obligation to keep the business itself uh kind of moving forward uh in in the business but he also's got to be thinking about what the business is uh sort of migrating changing the the strategy about how it's working and uh so in addition to working on delivering the product it's about making uh the business the kind of business that it needs to be and that balance between those two is is really tough i like uh, the analogy i heard this year that i really liked it's sort of like playing poker every day, but you're all in on every hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Cause you, uh, you have no other chips. You just have yet to put what you've got out on the board all the time. And so you have to kind of live in that life where you're, everything's out all the time, um, uh, trying to make something happen.
1: So now, um, how tricky is it, uh, when you're kind of evangelizing the brand of ATDC when it's ATDC at Georgia tech, but it's, georgia's technology incubator where it's really for the state Mm -hmm. while it might be here near georgia tech Mm -hmm.
0: actually to me the uh we it's been a real pleasure to be associated with an organization like atdc that has that kind of a a setup where we are funded by the state of georgia to provide a support network for entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs all across the state Mm It has to be located somewhere right. and uh, to be located at Georgia Tech where these amazing resources are available uh, is just a big advantage. So we're at Georgia Tech, by Georgia Tech, but we're for the state of Georgia external facing. Um, and uh, I think that gives a really wonderful vantage point to uh, provide the services that we provide to the entrepreneurs across the state.
1: And then um, have you been kind of exploring the state to, to make sure that the state is getting kind of – the most out of uh, we, the
0: ATDC. We have actually been Andrews. I think you've had on the show several times as our statewide coordinator. It's a, a, a new role from this year mm-hmm. and um, has been uh, actively growing our footprints across the state. We do believe that um, it's hard to grow an ecosystem from scratch in any arbitrary place. Right. So rather than try to do that, we try to partner with people that are already uh, standing things up normally around a university in a certain part of the state. Uh, universities are a great place to do that because they have a lot of the critical components the meeting places, entrepreneurs, um, uh, other things that you kind of need to get an ecosystem off the ground. So when ATDC can step in, in those environments and provide additional, uh, curriculum or content or partnerships, things like that, uh, it's a nice combination. So we have several places now in the state.
1: Now, are there kind of things on your to-do list this year moving forward that you want to get accomplished?
0: Um, the, uh, programs that we're trying to achieve, the scale that we're trying to achieve them has been something that we're trying to maintain. And the hardest part about that, that I'm trying to figure out is the value that we bring is a lot of on a high touch, personal one-on-one type coaching. And that's kind of a hard thing to scale. So, um, a big effort this year will be more to provide, uh, some of the one-on-one kind of entry level startup, um, basics that would be more consumable at mass market level, sort of easier to consume on your own from an entrepreneur. And then that reserves the time from our coaches that they can spend in, in, in the one-off kind of deep coaching. That's the difference between uh, just kind of basically getting it covered and doing the right thing.
1: Are there resources for people that want to interact with ATDC online or through webinars or kind that, of virtually?
0: That's what we mean is that we're starting to record some of our classes and mm-hmm. put those things out there. Uh, that's early on. We're still evaluating some of the tools and methods for doing that. The uh, dangerous part about all this is that as an entrepreneur, especially somebody who's process driven, it's really easy to think you can just get a checkbox list and just start checking things off. Right. And you can perfectly build the wrong thing that the world doesn't need. And so uh, we, we really want to be careful that we um, aren't making it easier for people to do the wrong thing. or Faster. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So entrepreneurship is about rapid learning. It's right. about quickly uh, assessing the needs in the market. And so to have uh, a situation where you help the entrepreneur figure out how to think about the hole in the world that his thing's going to fill rather than the thing he's going to fill it with mm-hmm. is the hard part. And so we're intentionally trying not to make it um, feel like a, a checkbox list that you just work through a, a grinder. You can turn the crank right,
1: there. You just do these 14 things and then yeah, your business will be successful
0: because exactly, it just doesn't work that way. And so the early part of entrepreneurship is about discovering whether the world needs what you have. And that's a, a different kind of activity.
1: And that's more human to human. And it takes right. those kind of conversations, the back and forth, the asking the hard questions and me exactly having right. to defend uh, my position. That's hard to kind of yep. make it automated.
0: And, and all of us humans, want to be right. Um, And in in the entrepreneurial case, it's more important that you be, um, that you know the truth.
1: (laughs) Right. The truth is more important than being right.
0: That's right. And uh, that's a hard thing to get across. I think it's Dalio, the uh, hedge fund manager has a talk about the two biggest impediments are ego and blind spots. Uh, It's amply true for entrepreneurs as well. Mm -hmm. And so to help uh, see through those and around those and help be more interested in the truth and being Right. Uh, that's a hard process. And so it's not something you can write a bunch of check boxes around, but there are a lot of things that are one-on-one level that are entry level that have to be done that startups right. have to do. And if there's you can,
1: foundational things,
0: and if you can get those, that content in a format where it's easy to consume and it doesn't take time from a coach that reserves the time that the coach has to spend with people on those other things that are more deeply mm-hmm. important.
1: So now has there been any moments in the first year that stand out to you that you're Really proud of, and that maybe surprised you.
0: The uh, every day, actually, the thing that I'm most impressed with is the level that our entrepreneurs play. That the level at which they play mm-hmm. um, when they get together, and uh, the kind of situations that they have to work out to get through. Um, I'm just amazed at the uh, the quality of the decision making that they're doing, and the, their ability to, to, like I said, seek that truth rather than being right. Mm-hmm. Uh, to work with their teams, to work with our coaches, to work with each other. Uh, that's what I'm just amazed at every day, and the thing that I'm trying to make sure that we protect the quality of that that sort of being able to help that kind of entrepreneur become better at being
1: successful so now um it's remarkable the level of success a company that has gone through the a t d c has as compared to just a random company that just takes a stab at something. Can mm-hmm. you speak about that
0: it? To me, I think it's a lot to do with this issue about uh, coming at the world with a a solution that's trying to find a problem mm-hmm. and flipping that around and, and uh, having this mindset that your passion is about the sol- the problem that you're trying to solve and deeply understanding that problem. And once you've done that, usually you've got five or six really good ideas that are different from the one you started with to solve that problem. It's a totally different way of thinking about what you're trying to do. Um And I think that when you can do that, your ability to address that hole in the world that you're trying to fill is so much more powerful because you deeply get it. You understand it. You get it even better than the people that are living with the problem that don't understand it yet. Mm -hmm. And having that approach versus having a product that you've created that you're just trying to use to change the world but you don't know what it's for, uh, that's a very different mindset.
1: But the success rate that ATDC companies have after five years is what, like… 80, Uh, 90%.
0: Over 90% of the ones after they've graduated from our program are still viable. yeah, After five years. That's –
1: Yeah, that's a a good – that's a strong number. (laughs) Right. And that's a – I mean, that doesn't compare – I mean, that's tremendously higher than – On
0: the front end, though, we have uh, currently around 600 educate-level members. These are uh, people that can just sign up on the website to come to our classes and get to know some of our staff and come to our events or part of our network. So there's 600 of those. And then at the Accelerate level, which is our next step up from that, there's about 130-ish companies at that and level. And they
1: got to earn their way up the ladder, right. right? It's so not something you just any, show up and you, anyone, you move up.
0: Anyone can be an Educate level member, right. uh, but then one of our coaches has to adopt you to be into the Accelerate program. Mm-hmm. Those are for full-time entrepreneurs. This isn't a side gig. This is something right. you're working on. Uh, it's your only thing you're working on. You're going at it full tilt. Um, and um, one of our coaches adopts you. That's where we assign a coach to those Accelerate level companies. So from 600 to 130. Right. And then once you've got a team of five or six and you're trying, you've got a product in market and you're trying to raise your A level round, we have a signature program. There's about 40 of those. So it gives you a slope of the triangle between 600, 130 and 40. Uh, it's a pretty, it's still a pretty high uh, failure rate, uh, through that pipeline. Right. And, um, but the nice thing is once you sort of, you figured out that's the the things are working and you're getting through our process in that program and you graduate at that point in general, we found very good success from those.
1: Right. So now, um, how have you seen, maybe from this, the, the, um, when you're looking at ATDC now through the lens of the director, um, how do you see it in the world? Like how does the world see ATDC? And maybe you see it differently than you did 10, 15 years ago when you were around the ecosystem, but you weren't leading it, you know, how did the folks in Silicon Valley or in Boston or New York see ATDC?
0: Um, the thing I think that's exciting, I guess, that, I, that, that I'm recognizing is that the perspective that entrepreneurs have in the South and, and around Georgia, uh, they're much more pragmatic and scrappy and sort of intentional about their survival and their, the problems they're trying to work on. And, uh, the technology based companies that we're able to support at ATDC are more sort of human condition related, uh, kinds of companies, deep tech type companies that we're trying to help. They result in a lot longer term, deeper, uh, impact, um, societal type companies that, that, uh, I'm really proud to be a part of helping to support. So, um.
1: Are you seeing, um, The reputation of Atlanta, Atlanta firms, ATDC as a whole, kind of having more of a national kind of uh, acceptance that, hey, these are viable players. This is where good things are happening here, as opposed to, oh, you know, that's a flyover city that, you know. Yeah, definitely.
0: So we do take our uh, group of our startups to the East Coast, to Boston and New York, and on the West Coast, Silicon Valley and San Francisco. And those are becoming full house events where there's kind of a, you know, very well attended events. And we constantly get feedback from the, uh, these are for VCs. These are trips that we take for taking our startups to meet with venture capitalists in those regions. And the feedback we always get is that the quality of the companies is really high and they're very impressed with the, uh, the way they're being set up and the way they're running the level at which they're playing.
1: Right. And then I would imagine also the way that they're prepared to pitch that's they're right. probably pretty pleased about right. that I mean, as well.
0: When you can speak the language of the customer because right. you get, the, again, the problem. Because they become the customer, right? You're, you're understanding the hole in the world you're trying to fill is the most important thing, and you're speaking that language. Uh, that resonates so much better than just I have, a pro- I have a solution to some problem that I don't even right. understand the problem. Uh, so that, that resonates well. And the nice thing is that the words, I think, getting out now that Atlanta is a place where this value exists – And so these venture capitalists that used to be only investing in local uh, companies are now willing to take a look at uh, broader regions. There's a lot of great uh, venture money here in Atlanta as well. We have a strong angel network here that's related to ATDC. Um, But it's nice to know that when you go across the whole country, the word's getting out that, uh, that there's good value here.
1: Now, uh, in terms of the industries that uh, ATDC and um, maybe Atlanta or Georgia as a whole is kind of a sweet spot, fintech is obvious. Um, Some of these kind of uh, software automation, marketing automation kind of companies, a lot of them have clustered here. Mm -hmm. What are some of the other industries that kind of uh, we're being known for?
0: We've had a growing... Momentum in our retail tech vertical, at ATDC, over the past two years. Um, that's a sort of anything that has to do with interacting with a customer in a, in a sort of a retail environment. Mm-hmm. Um, advanced manufacturing is a big area. Logistics is big in Georgia. There's a, there's a growing uh, ag tech uh, thing happening in Georgia. Um,
1: uh, health care.
0: Health tech is a, one of our largest um, verticals at the moment. Very high activity at that level. Uh, automotive, you know, um, there's a big automotive base growing in Georgia. So right now, the four verticals, you mentioned health tech, fintech, retail tech, and advanced manufacturing are the ways where we have de- dedicated staff supporting those at ATDC. Um, but we're always interested in uh, accommodating those other verticals in, in Georgia right. uh, as they grow.
1: And especially now technology is in every industry. So <laughs> pretty
0: mm-hmm. much one of the models that's being considered is uh, today we we think about it in verticals, but actually uh, having centers of excellence around certain technologies like AI or crypto or cybersecurity or um, things that all companies are having to do well, uh, having centers of excellence around those categories at ATDC is something that we're evaluating as well.
1: Now, are you seeing uh, it seems like the city is just growing leaps and bounds every day. More and more people are moving here. Do you see, um, kind of, are you getting the talent, young talent coming here and moving and relocating either a small firm or um, themselves as an individual to take advantage of all the resources?
0: Uh, we do. At ATDC itself, we start, our work basically starts when the entrepreneur shows up at our door. So we haven't been primarily involved in the recruiting of companies into Atlanta. Right. But for example, Engage across the hall here is, a, is an accelerator that's funded by a lot of this, the big companies in Georgia. And uh, they have a worldwide reach, so they bring into com- they bring companies into their cohort from all over the world. And it's happened more than once now that a company in that in that cohort comes here and finds out the value of Atlanta, and they end up moving their company here right. and staying in this ecosystem because of all that it brings.
1: Now, um, so what's been your favorite part of this uh, adventure?
0: There's nothing like when you um, see a person which has so much talent applying it to solve a real problem in the world that they have a passion for. And you can bring resources alongside them to help them be successful and then see the benefit of that, that support reflected back in the the way it's moved them forward in ways they couldn't have moved forward before. I've never been associated with anything that has that direct feedback where you see that evidence of what you do every day you know, played out in the lives of the people that you're trying to help. So it's been hugely rewarding for me.
1: Now, um, what advice would you give a company to, I mean, to start at the, at the bottom to take advantage of the educate program? Cause it's, to me, that's, you know, the beginning of the funnel. So that's a place where a lot of people could really take advantage of a, resources that are very generous and, and very affordable for pretty much anybody who has an idea.
0: Yeah, it's basically $25 a quarter. Um, it's, it's Quite affordable, <laughs> right? But to have six hundred yeah, is
1: great. But to me, that should be you know a hundred times. I that would amount.
0: say any entrepreneur who is interested in growing a company in Georgia, this is a it's an a, a, essentially a state of Georgia's economic development. Right, it's service. a gift that they're giving uh, right.
1: every entrepreneur.
0: And the idea of uh, taking the product approach that most entrepreneurs start with and flip it over to speak about it in terms of the hole in the world that you're trying to fill Mm -hmm. uh, can dramatically just the mindset shift that shift is 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 uh, so important to get done early so that you don't waste a lot of resources and um, our intro class is called customer discovery and basically you come in and you learn about the theory and the tools and then you go do the work you don't you can't do customer discovery in the classroom. You have to be in the world, right? And, you, and
1: on whiteboard, that's not going to happen on no. the whiteboard. It's going to happen. when you can pick learn up the phone, or you can learn email. how to. You
0: can learn how to do it, right, in the room. And then on, uh, so we do that uh, on Tuesdays, and then on Thursdays, there's a, a lab where you come back and you speak with the class and with the mentors and the teacher about what you've been learning, and you get feedback in real time about that process. And the people, so
1: that's like an accountability tool that, exactly. that's holding you accountable. You've learned this. Now go out and make some calls and talk to somebody and get some real data. That's right. And then come back here and share the learning and explain how you've done.
0: And as we said earlier, this ego and blind spot, we have a. <laughs> we want the customer to say what we want them to say. Right. And we will hear what we want to hear. But when you're coming into a room and you can sort of share what you actually asked and what you actually heard, that environment helps you get a better idea for what you actually heard, what you actually learned and how you can change what you're going to do the next time uh, to get even more knowledge. And again, this is a discipline that helps an entrepreneur all the way through their career. It doesn't matter. It's something that every company should be doing all the time. When you hear, you hear it all the time. Customer discovery is everywhere you look, but uh, it's something that you no one of us does naturally very well because like I said, we want to see the world the way we want it to be not the way it is. And uh, to get, An idea for what the world looks like from the customer's perspective and then understand that deeply, you can immediately see the value of how you can bring better answers to that, uh, to that need.
1: So now for you, is it more rewarding to see somebody at that beginning stage have the light bulb go off and then get on the right track than? Or is it after they've graduated and they've left ATDC to now go venture on their own, which to you is it brings you more joy?
0: I guess we're more directly connected to those on the early phase. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get really excited when I see an entrepreneur with the light goes on and they say, oh, that thing I thought that I was going to use to save the world it's not all that important, but what I learned by trying to see if there was a need for it, there was something else I discovered that's actually what I was actually after, but I just didn't even know it Right? that I can definitely do something about. And, uh, they light up on that, that passion sort of reaches a whole nother level because mm-hmm. they're, uh, they deeply get the pain that their customers were in, that they didn't even really understand before
1: until they really dug and, deeper, until they
0: asked them and understood what, what they heard. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, completely changes the way you think about everything you're doing in your company. And it changes how all the dynamics work around your company.
1: And you have to get that right.
0: If you you don't, there's, there's no, you'll never reach scale if you don't get that right. Right.
1: And that's something that a lot of people, they think they got it before they know if there's something to get right.
0: There's also something that's exciting to me about the process Uh, When entrepreneurs start, the company and the person are the same thing. Mm -hmm. So basically you are – they're just – they're one, right? And the process of entrepreneurship is to make the company become separate from the founder. And eventually it's like a child in the world that's different from the parent and it goes and does its own thing. And to see to to see that process unfold in real time, where you start it with a, it's the same, it's a person, it's an idea, and they're all the same. And then that company begins to grow. They hire more people. It has its own culture. It has its own mission. The entrepreneur becomes just a part of the company. Right. Eventually, the company gets to be an independent thing that the entrepreneur is an employee of, uh, right. and then that thing begins to scale. Uh, it's there's something magic about that that's uh, – I hadn't appreciated the complexity of that whole process. That's why it's so difficult too because in a way it's like, you know, having a child uh, and all that goes along with that. Uh, Except you're,
1: there's 600 of them being <laughs> born here <laughs> that turn into 40. Exactly.
0: So I, I really um, – to see that play out in first person, it's it's uh, it's just rewarding. I think that um, there's a lot of books you can read about – Entrepreneurship, you know, you can learn all the one on one basics about how to do this thing, but there's nothing like the actual process of being in the, in the trenches doing the work with other people that are also in the trenches doing the work that you can't duplicate in a classroom or in a, in a book. Those things are important to learn and those skills are important to gain, but, um, there's no substitute for being in a group of people that are doing that work with you that feel the same pain you feel that you can commiserate with and, right. and get feedback from.
1: And you have access to. I mean, that's the beauty of this ecosystem. You can go down the hall, and like you said, somebody else has a similar problem. It might be in a totally different industry, but it's a similar problem, and the, and they'll kind of listen to you and say, you know what? Have you tried this? Because exactly. I tried this, mm-hmm. and there's mentors everywhere at your disposal. It's just the resources. It's just unmatched. I agree. <laughs> so now, how do you address the culture? Like you mentioned, that sometimes culture is one of those things. It's going to happen whether you plan for it or not, but um, I know you spend a lot of time on customer discovery, but how much kind of energy is placed on kind of a culture that is uh, scalable?
0: It's maybe I'd say the most um, difficult thing to get right and the most important thing, if you can get it right, that'll impact your company. At the end of the day, the only competitive advantage that any other company has is the culture that attracts and keeps the best people. Your people are the best advantage you have. Mm -hmm. And you have to create a culture that attracts and keeps those. And to create that from the beginning, it's difficult. Um, So we do have uh, a growing uh, list of curriculum things that are related to culture. But in the end, it's funny that most people, uh, none of us really, get – culture until you've been stung by it until you've seen it not work well (laughs) and suddenly you get it oh I got to make this right Mm -hmm. and so we try uh at the ATDC staff level to be the kind of people sort of the culture that we want to to kind of model the behavior as, as a sort of an example but it's difficult to um to get that right every single company here I can tell you that's growing struggles with culture struggles with interpersonal conflict struggles with issues related to dealing with um personalities we're all human we're all fallen we're all sort of um struggling and so anytime you're trying to do something with more than one person you're going to have a conflict and so um i do think in the coming year i think having more sort of explicit discussions about how to manage culture and how to achieve the goals of of a good culture are going to become even more important
1: now, um, we talked a lot about the people that are part of ATDC in terms of the whether they're kind of students and educating themselves or they're growing or they're scaling. How do you kind of help the enterprises that want to be affiliated with uh, ATDC and the sponsors? They're mm. an important component of this as well.
0: Yeah, they are. Every company, as it grows, of course, needs services that it can achieve outside. So you don't want to create everything in-house. And so we do have a wide range of uh, legal and accounting and real estate and um, you know uh, those kinds of companies that help out our startups they're the ones that we have that are sponsors here are um, they come into office hours so the entrepreneurs can meet them ask them questions get feedback and um, The sponsors know that there's not a lot of depth of uh, resources available at this point in the startup's life. But But they're investing in the long term. This is about the relationship building. Right. And they prefer to have companies that are well-positioned later when they grow. They're in good position so that when they work with them as a client, they know what they're doing. Right. It's a lot better than when they're a mess. Um, And so having them be involved early here helps them get up on the right foot that way.
1: And that's something that ATDC looks for sponsorship throughout the year right
0: anytime right. yeah companies that are interested to come here um, we do have programs we do we have a, a different levels of sponsorship depending on what role the, the sponsor wants What's to play right. from yeah. uh, just doing office hours to come and teaching classes or uh, having some different levels of involvement
1: and there's also a need for ATDC to get those kind of entrepreneurs that want to give back that have maybe uh, got a certain level of success that want to come and, and kind of help the next group right. Uh, up, right?
0: So as we said, there's no substitute for being in the trenches. So our um, coaches, we try to find coaches that have firsthand startup experience, specifically with our entrepreneurs and residents. These are the coaches for the signature companies. Uh, we want to find people who have been with a startup from the beginning, through the raise and through the exit. And they're in between now and they're looking for a sort of uh, what's coming next. And they can come here and give 20 hours a week coaching companies in our program. Uh, and that when you've been when you're talking to somebody who's just been through the process you're about to go through in first person, uh, <laughs> there's nothing like that kind of coaching. Right. So, it's
1: like you said, it's not in a book. It's not a hypothetical. Right. <clears throat> this is I have the scar tissue today. Yep. It just happened. This you know, is what I wish I had ago. done differently. This is what I learned in this way like, the hard <laughs> right. way.
0: Because uh, nobody's really been through this loop many times. Some people have been through it more than once, but not very many. And so um, it's nice to know that you can be with someone who's been through it at least once. And then there's other people who have been through it once, but in a different situation. Mm-hmm. So all of us talented as talented we, as we may be, there's only one life thread that we've lived, right? So there's only one experience we've had. And it doesn't always apply to the situation that the persons that you're trying to help is going through. But when you've got a bunch of people who've all lived a different strand and you can relate and connect and be networked with those people, then you can usually find someone who's got a similar enough strand that you can actually use the information in a a constructive way.
1: So now if somebody wanted to plug into the ATDC ecosystem, whether as a sponsor, whether as a coach, whether as a startup uh, looking to grow, what are the coordinates?
0: Well, easily you can reach out to me directly. It's at ATDC.org. Um, and then we have the
1: website is ATDC.org. That's right.
0: And we do have that, uh, Adam, uh, is in charge of our sponsorship program. Mm -hmm. So uh, that would be the first person I would connect with on that level. Um, and then depending on what the nature of the relationship is as a mentor or as a, as a coach or, uh, at what level you'd like to get involved, there's places that we can plug you in.
1: And then you're always looking for more, right? You need, you want to serve more of Georgia. You want to get the, the people kind of in the, that's in right the outskirts to so, get involved and take advantage of this great resource.
0: One of the most difficult things about being the director here is that these coaches that we have are highly sought after. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when they're coming here to work for us, uh, to do this coaching, they inevitably find an amazing situation to deal <laughs> right. for them to get involved with either at a startup or at another big company. And, um, so there's quite a bit of uh, turnover in that right. coaching staff. So we're always looking to have that hot network of people that are sort of, uh, in this field and that can, uh, can step in for some time to help do that coaching.
1: Good stuff, John. Thank you so much. Uh, here at Business Radio X, we're proud to be helping you tell the stories that are coming out of ATDC. And every time we're here, we're learning more and more about the great resources that are available. And we're proud to evangelize and help you get the word out. Thank you very much. All right. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. and we will see you all next time on ATDC Radio.